0: Welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm your host, Scott Nicol, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Travis Morgan. We're here to preview Manchester United versus Wolves, the Premier League curtain raiser for Manchester United and Wolves, Monday night football. Um, I hope everyone's got over yesterday's game where Liverpool beat Chelsea 4-3, Mo Salah hat-trick. Oh, what a game that was, Travis. This is obviously (laughs) pre-recorded to go and be published Monday morning. Wouldn't it be mad if Liverpool beat Chelsea 4-3 and then oh, we man. listen back to this? <laughs> one can only hope. I know, um, mate. But here we are, another season, Eric Ten Hag's second season in the Premier League. He's been backed once again in the transfer market. Hoyland, Mason Mount. Andre, and Andre and Nana. Onana, the keeper. And heavily linked with Amrabat from Fiorentina, although that one hasn't gone through yet. Although it might have by the time this airs on Monday morning, so you never know. Mm. Um, Travis, how are you feeling going into the season? Um, and more importantly, why have you signed a 70 million pound striker that's injured? I feel good going into
1: the season, to be perfectly honest. I think the summer has ticked along nicely. I still think this. There's some business to be done, um, especially with outgoings. But now I'm feeling quietly confident. I think the pressure's going to be on us. But at the same time, I think people are just sort of leaving us. I think the expectations on Man City and Arsenal to obviously, well, especially Arsenal, to sort of kick on and and deliver. They've spent quite a bit of money and have reputable signings like Declan Rice, who was very sought after. So I think the pressure's going to sort of be on them to be City's closest challenges, which leaves Man United a little bit of a it's definitely not a free hit, don't want to put it in that bracket, but I think we can people know it's it's year two of, the, of our rebuild and people are just looking for an extension of last season I think you saw moments of Man United implementing Ten Hag's philosophy and I think last season was about sort of setting the culture and laying down the foundations for where man united want to be in the next couple of years so yeah i think we've got we're definitely back in ten Hag with the players that he wants i think in Onano, he definitely wanted a new goalkeeper and a striker and like you said i'm sure we'll study hoyland a little a bit more detail during the video but i'm excited like hoyland's unknown he's got a lot of potential i've not watched much of him so i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in a united shirt There's going to be pressure on him because that's what happens when you play for Man United. You're always under the microscope. But I'm looking forward to see how he does. The Mason Mount one's the one that I'm obviously most intrigued about in terms of his positioning in the team and stuff. But we'll have to see. I'm sceptical.
0: Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's fair to say that I'm sceptical about Mason Mount, yeah, um, in terms of him being a number eight in the team. But overall, I'm excited. I'm happy with the, how the window's gone so far. But I think we can make that window even better.
0: And Harry Maguire's nearly gone. That's what you're most excited about. How's it, man? Man? I know, like he, he, was at, he wasn't playing much last year. Back in the last year,
1: he's had the captaincy stripped off him. But I think we just sort of needed to lay down a marker to say that you're not going to be part of the movement going forward. You're not good enough. You're not even good enough to be a squad player. I mean, we have brought in Johnny Evans back from the dead. And he's ahead in the pecking order. So <laughs> I think we've suggested- but you see,
0: I, I feel like my head's on the block with this one a bit because obviously I had a Leicester membership for the last couple of years and I regularly come away from Leicester games saying the best two players are James Madison and Johnny Evans. Mm. He's still got it. And now he's he's signed, does not he? He's part of your squad. No, he signed. Is it a six a month short-term deal? contract? No, he hasn't signed. They're, they're
1: still sort of undecided as to whether they're going offer him, to offer him a one-year deal but I expect, I mean, we've been linked heavily with Benjamin Pavard from Bayern Munich who plays at centre-back and also plays can play right-back as well bit of a utility defender sort of in the Timber mould but a little bit older a little bit more experienced but I would say probably isn't as good as Timber um, but he's, a, he's an international played for years he's been heavily linked with Man United. So it looks like that deal or, or um, Tadibo from Nice, one of those two deals will get done when Maguire goes the other way. So, um, yeah, with Johnny Evans, I can't see him getting a year's contract as well as, as as professionally as he is. I can't see him getting a deal.
0: You're linked with another defender as well as Amrabat.
1: Yeah, well, Amrabat's... Plays in central midfield, so...
0: Yeah, but I'm just talking... I'm purely yeah, talking yeah, money. Think, yeah, yeah, I think we'll get five. Yeah, I think we'll get So obviously five. it's been widely documented in the last five or six days that Eric Ten Hag has spent more in 14 months with Man United and Jurgen Klopp has in eight years with Liverpool. More as in net spend, obviously. <laughs> I know yeah, people are playing, like, come on, Klopp yeah, spent yeah. 800 million, but yeah, he's recouped yeah. 600 million. But yeah. net spend... Eric Ten Hag is getting back to the hilt. And obviously, we've been talking over the summer that I predicted Man United are skint and they won't spend nothing while this sale's going through. They've still spent a lot. They've put some more on the debt pile. Um, That will be proven when the books are obviously published in the last financial year. But Eric Ten Hag is getting back to the hilt. Um, Amrabat, how much is he linked for? Is he like 40, 45 million? No, between 28 and 30, I think,
1: like 30 million. Yeah, it's not bad. He's had offers everywhere. I think Liverpool have been in from Juventus, a couple of other clubs, but he's holding out for United. I think we're having to wait for, obviously, Fred's departure is confirmed to Fenerbahce. I think we're looking at Donny van der Beek going to Real Sociedad. That deal's a little bit up in the air. They're not sure whether it's going to be a loan, a permanent deal or whether it happens at all, but he's desperate to play football and he's not involved at United. So I'm guessing somewhere or another, he's going to get a move. So when them two deals are sanctioned, I think you'll see Amrabat come in. That deal's more or less ready to go. Personal terms, all of all agreed. Fee's not agreed yet publicly, um, but yeah, that is an imminent transfer. So yeah, we're looking at four or five signings in total. The
0: Fred deal has gone through, hasn't it? I've yeah, seen this goodbye to. thing on Twitter That's only about 8 million though, isn't it? Yeah, 8 How million, much did he yeah. sign for? It was about 55 million. Yeah,
1: it's about 50. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so and then he's... the
0: Harry Mags. I read this morning that the Harry Mags deal was stolen. What do you know about that?
1: Well, that was from a journalist who hasn't got um, a strong reputation. I think Sky Sports released today that it's still being finalised. What they're sorting is just his payoff and how much he's going to get as a lump sum for his wages to make the difference up on the remainder of his contract. So I think West Ham are willing to pay 100. United have got to make the difference of 90 grand a week or over two years, which is about 6 to 8 million, I think. Not sure, 100%, but you're looking at around 8 million, I think. Um, So is it not
0: true that it's stalled because David Moyes is having a mental health check? (laughs) I Listen, love
1: David Moyes at the minute. Apparently, West Ham are in, like, preliminary. Martial sport. now. Martial as well. Like, they're just taking all but of Tomine, our Maguire, Martial, always, David like,
0: Moyes is on tilt.
1: I've always had a soft spot for Moyes, you know. I've always had a soft <laughs> spot. <laughs> but, yeah, if you oh, but need to take all of our players, mate, I'm loving it. Harry Mags
0: is going to get David Moyes sacked. All right? I'm just saying this now so I can turn it into a short to look back on when David Moyes gets sacked, when Harry Maggs carries on his disastrous form. Can you call it form? Has he been in bad form for four years, Travis? Um, And eventually loses his England place. I can't see any sense in his signing at all. But what makes me most furious is you're getting circa £30 million for him. I cannot believe Harry Maguire is going for £30 million. Joe Matip is better than him. He's only a year older than him. I want thirty million for Joel Matip. If Harry Maguire is going for thirty million, I bet you can't believe your lucky stars, Travis. I, I can't. I mean,
1: I did say that someone will pay for him more in hope than anything. You but, did, and I was yeah. saying
0: you were crazy. Yeah, but Moyes
1: has come up clutch again, mate. Honestly, like I'm buzzing. I really, <laughs> I really am because you know I've, I have wanted him out and for you're rushing the
0: deal thing. through, aren't you?
1: I am, mate. I, I am, mate. Like, I'm the intermediary mate with the agents and everything. So, yeah, I, like you said, I expect that deal to get done, to be honest. I think more for his own personal pride. When I think about it, like there is an argument, he'll sit on the wages and that. But for the difference of 90 grand a week to just not play at all for two years, at the best of times, it's, it's a long time for a footballer of his status to just, not play do you know what i mean just not play at all because he's not gonna play at all for united um and Ten Hag's giving it the yeah we're happy to keep him around in that but you know what Tenog's like he's just being nice to the public you know behind closed doors he's absolutely got zero but in the
0: rivalry to to aside just for a moment which i don't yeah. like to do yeah, it's almost embarrassing now for Harry Maguire, isn't it? Like, yeah. just get, get him out of town. I know I've done a short about Anana shouting at him, and I know you had different views on Twitter saying that's just what a top keeper does. He demands the best. But yeah. it was embarrassing for his first game, was it Anana, to be screaming at the former captain a few yeah. days after he'd been stripped to the captaincy. seat. It was muggy, and it, yeah. I thought it just shows his standing within that dressing room. It's, it's getting embarrassed, uh, embarrassing From a man-to-man, looking at it, I just said, you've got to get out now, Harry. This is embarrassing for everyone.
1: I agree. And I I think as well, when you think about it, like Levi Colwell is going to be starting for Chelsea as well. If he has a great season, there's going to be uproar if Maguire just is on the bench all season again and then starts for England at the Euros next year. Like It just can't happen, surely. Like Southgate, I think he's becoming under a little bit of pressure now in regards to favouritism and just playing players for the sake of it. And I think for the sake of his career, he's got to move and start playing football and putting in some decent performances. Um, And I think West Ham's a good move for him. I, I saw somebody speaking the other day saying that West Ham, apart from last year, they've always finished sort of in the top seven, top eight. They've always been a club that's been like above average in the Premier League. They've never really been struggling for relegation a lot. Um, until last year. So I think if he, he's, he shouldn't be too humble to take that move. I think it's a, a chance for him to relaunch his career and prove to everyone that he's the player he says he is. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of doubters out there that are writing him off. So it's a chance for him to prove himself again.
0: But the thing is, West Ham's league position was skewed because they were going for the Conference League. Yeah. Have? Well, all the players would have been, not, not at 50% in Premier League games, but their heads would have been on the conference league, not wanting to get injured, not wanting to put the body on the line, risk missing a run into a European final. So that plays its part. Yep. You know, you don't have players like Michael Antonio, Declan Rice, Kurt Zuma, um, Jared Bowen. Paqueta, Jared yeah. Bowen, and, and be fighting relegation. You just don't. Nah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the, the team yesterday, how did they get on yesterday? Was it one each? Yeah, they drew one each away at Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not a bad point. Bournemouth um, done well last season, but when when I looked at their centre backs, it was that Aguard and Kurt Zuma, I think it was. Yeah. And um, when you look at it, you think, "Well, is Harry Maguire going to go there and be fighting for a place in the starting eleven, or do you think he'd be straight in?"
1: I mean, Aguard is a good player, and he's been yeah. linked with a move away himself, so it's not a dead cert that um, he's better than him. Certainly, I think Kurt Zuma. Is in and out the team with injuries, and that might be saving grace. Like, but to it sounds like Mo- Moyes wants him and, and wants to make him the captain. I think he wants to sort of build his team around Harry Maguire. He sees Harry Maguire as that figure, and I know he wanted McTominay as well. So you can see what he's trying to do. I think he wanted the likes of McTominay, paquetta in midfield, but paquette has been linked with a big money move away to Manchester City, and I think he would be an excellent signing for Manchester City but if you can manage to somehow keep hold of him have Paqueta in there they've signed out Nelson Alvarez from Ajax as well with Maguire and I think the West Ham fans would be happy with those signings to be perfectly honest it's it's a little bit of a project off the back of winning a European trophy so West Ham they might actually pull up a few surprises this season if they can get those deals over the line Spurs have gone one nil up by the way Oh are they? Yeah, a um, header from a James Madison delivery. Good, good ball in.
0: Nice. Um, surely the last thing Harry Maguire needs right now is to go into that dressing room, be handed the armband, extra pressure from his new teammates, and it all go wrong. That's going to be a mistake. Yeah. Surely.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be huge pressure on him. I, again, I think... Oleg Solskjaer making Maguire captain before a ball was kicked was a huge mistake in itself. So to Moyes, for Moyes to go and follow suit would just it would it could make or break his time there at West Ham. So you'd think you'd like to think that he probably wouldn't want that pressure on his shoulders. I don't think he displayed any sort of leadership qualities. I'm not just saying that to to be critical of him.
0: No, no, I agree um, because I'm
1: trying to give a balanced argument here, but. Um, I think he didn't really display any sort of leadership qualities at United. I don't think he led by example at all. I don't think he when the chips were down he didn't I don't think as an individual he responded to pressure very well. He was a person who was constantly on social media retaliating um to fans and got involved in those sorts of things. So I think emotionally he didn't really have the temperament a captain so i think it would be quite a big mistake to make him captain straight away i think he needs a year of football under his belt well like you said he's getting all his
0: confidence yeah like you say rebuild his career rebuild his confidence um but that, that's not for us all you want is him out the door it's not for yeah. us to give moisey and west ham tips um, on <laughs> how to get the best out of Harry McGarry, <laughs> uh, but anyway, sweet. listen, this is about the Wolves preview. Um, yeah. Man United have fell on their feet again. Wolves have just sacked the manager, or he's walked. I can't remember which one it was. I think he might have walked. He walked, yeah. Who was it, Julian Lopetegu? Lopetegu. And yeah. um, yeah. they haven't employed a new manager yet, have they? I think Gary O'Neill might
1: be taken over. I don't know if he's got it yet. Look, one second, what full
0: time me... or uh. Um caretaker. I'm not position. sure. Let me just check now. Um, but yeah, while well, you're checking, so obviously they've, they've offloaded a load of players. Raul Jimenez has gone to Fulham. Is that right? Yep. Um the midfielder has gone
1: to Dubai. But yeah, um, he's gone What's to Saudi, Ruben Neves. Um, Neves. Adama Triore is also left as well. He's gone where's to he gone?
0: Fulham. He's gone Fulham as well. Yeah. Martinho's left. Where's Martinho gone? Did he leave on a free? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he left. Um before. It's just like wholesale changes. So obviously, changes. the Man United are facing what can only be described as a club in turmoil at the minute. An exodus of players, they haven't signed anyone. Last time I checked, yeah. Uh, new manager come in. Man United are at home. Do you know what I mean? It might be different if it's at Wolves, but Man United have been so lucky with the first. Um, fixture of the season, uh, but you've obviously watched all the Man United preseason games, or as, as many as you can. What kind of starting eleven do you think Ten Hag's going to cook up?
1: And yeah, is Hoyland
0: I mean, injured. Is Hoyland injured officially? Yeah, injured? He's,
1: yeah he's not going to make. it. He's in training. He is in training. Um, there was rumours about him having like a scan, and um, something could potentially develop into a stress fracture if it's not managed properly. But it's just like growing type things. Do you know, like when you were younger and you could have like odds goods on your knees if, and when you have growth spurts and stuff like that, it's just literally the same for him. But he's in training and he just needs managing a little bit. Um, and I think you will need a couple of weeks before he makes his debut. I think he's penciled in to maybe be on the bench for Spurs next week or the, um, the game afterwards, Forest at home. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll start, the team pretty much what ended the back end of last season. Obviously, with Mason Mount, who's going to play as the eight now, with Casemiro and Bruno ahead of it. The front line more or less picks itself. Although Jaden Sancho has had a good preseason, a really good preseason, playing in sort of a false nine role. I think Hag sees him as like more of a central player now, as a, as opposed to a wide player. So there's a debate whether he goes Sancho, Rashford on the left, and Anthony or whether he keeps Garnaccia in, because his form has been blistering during pre-season. And I think a lot of the fans want to see him keep his place. Um, he's just electrifying. Just everything he does, it gets you off your seat. He's so direct. And if you look to Arsenal's wingers yesterday with Saka and Martinelli, I think he's sort of in that Martinelli mode where every time he gets the ball, he just wants to make something happen. And he's he offers something a little bit different to the wingers that we've got. A lot of our wingers like to play off people and link up. Garnaccio just gets the ball and he, he just wants to take people on. So I expect Garnaccio to keep his place, Rashford to play through the middle and Anthony on the right.
0: But Rashford's made it clear he, he prefers it on the left and sees himself as a left-sided forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it just goes to show how many... I mean, Martial hasn't played kicked the ball this preseason. season um, Is he fit which, now? Well, he's back in training, but I don't know how fit he is because I don't think he's been training so he's he's out of question for the first game he's not had enough minutes um so it just goes to show the lack of depth in the central striker positions which which i think it's an opportunity for sancho to really stake a claim um if he comes on in the game or starts the game through the middle and he does well it's going to take the pressure off us having to put rashford through the middle and i think he can be a good squad player playing through the middle, Jaden Sancho, because we haven't got any other forwards, really, apart from Hoyland. Um, the bat line's gonna pick itself, the right backs, the only question. Sure, Martinez Varan, and then who's gonna start at the right backs? So I personally think we'll go with Dalo, um, just purely because of his use of the ball, playing at home, I think we'll dominate the ball. So his passing is much better than Wambasaka. So I think he'll play as a result of that. And then Anana
0: in between the sticks. I was going to say, then the only question mark is keeper Heaton or Anana? Without doubt, it's Anana. <laughs> Heaton, Heaton is going to be, he, he's actually injured Tom
1: Heaton, which we've left ourselves in a little bit of a pickle with the goalkeeping situation, the backup goalkeeping situation. Because... Is Dean Henderson still there? He is still there, yeah. But he was meant to have gone Forest, but they've signed Matt Turner, and we and he is still linked with Forest. But they're thinking whether it's going to be loan with a view to buy, or is the move off? He might have to go somewhere else. But like we've sold our other keeper, who was uh, Matteo Kova. He's gone to buy Leverkusen, and we've got first option to buy him back. So we and Nathan Bishop's gone to Sunderland. So we literally have only got Dean Henderson as backup. So the goalkeeping situation is
0: an interesting one as well definitely where do you think the game's going to be won and lost and how much pressure are you gonna put on to mason mount for the start of the season uh in terms of what are we expecting from him goals and assists are we going to start the 007 debate countdown again like we do with forwards or attack-minded <laughs> players, because he is an attack-minded player, which you've been very vocal about. Which you don't see him playing in this double pivot with Casemiro. So we're both going to be on Mason Mount watch for the the start of the season to see how he adjusts. Well, this is the thing. Like, there is going to be pressure on him to to get goals and
1: assists, but his role in the team shouldn't be dependent on on that on that criteria because if you think about our arsenal setup with party rice odegaard you wouldn't say rice has to score a load of goals and assists mm-hmm. so it's like the job that mounts going to be doing in our team should be similar to what declan rice is being asked to do at arsenal but he's not that type of player that's why i don't think it fits um but it, I think eventually, depending on the balance of the midfield and the team, I don't think Casemiro has got the legs to be able to do what like a party can do on his own. Do you know what I mean? He's he's not that type of player anyway That's that can get around the pitch. He's never, he's never been that type of player. So, yeah, Mount's going to be an interesting one.
0: Um, do you think this is a Ten Hag signing, Mount? It is a Ten Hag. I'm, suggest- I'm not suggesting anyone's gone over his head, but... Has he bought him, do you think, to play in this double pivot with Casemiro? Or do you yeah. think he, he's, gonna, uh, he's got one eye on in that front four you just mentioned?
1: Well, if you think of how Liverpool played with a midfield three, they sort of played with a six and two eights. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, when you think back to Vine, Wijnaldum and Henderson... They're not people that you associate with a lot of goals and assists, but Jeannie had that quality because he played a totally different role at Newcastle. But the way he was able to adapt to that role under Clark is something that I think Tanag will be hoping for from Mount. But what the difference is, for me, Wanyaudum always had those physical elements to, to his just his his overall like build how he was built ha- physically being able to run you can't you could never out muscle him do you know what I mean he was a big strong boy that's why when you put him in the midfield he, he could do that whereas when I look at Mason Mount physically he's not really built like that that and that's why when I watched this in preseason in the Lons game um when um Onana got lobbed from the halfway line in the first half Bruno was the most advanced player and, and Mount was the deep-lying player. And then in the second half, they switched and it just looked a hell of a lot better. Mount looked a lot more comfortable. When he set his pressing traps, they were a lot higher up the pitch and he was pressing defenders as opposed to trying to mix it with midfielders. So that is something that's going to develop interestingly throughout the season. I think if we get an Amrabat in, we'll play Casemiro and Amrabat And then Mount might have to move to like one of the side positions to fit in. And Rashford might play through the middle while Hoyland's settling in. So, yeah, that's what I personally think is going to happen.
0: I was going to say that until you mentioned Amrabat, it sounds like you're going to flog Casemiro to death here and increase his workload by at least double... Um, And at his age, 31, which is well documented for me anyway. yeah, um, That just doesn't sound like a good game plan at all. But yeah, obviously you had Amrabat in there and you're changing the dynamics of um, not just the midfield, but the whole team. You could even see Mason Mount benched there, holding bench, do you think? Yeah, like
1: definitely. I mean, it is a squad game and, and Mount's not come here to sit on the bench. He's been made the number seven. He's going to be on a lot of money he's going to be one to be playing week in, week out in the big games for Man United, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so, but I mean, when you look at a squad and the teams that win the big trophies like Man City, it's not anybody else's job to make sure you're in the team apart from your own. Like, I mean, Man City have got quality all the way through the team, but if Grealish is on the bench like he was on the first the season or Foden's on the bench or Bernardo's on the bench no one bats an eyelid everyone just says Pep's a genius he rotates the team as and when he sees fit and I think that's what these other squads that are chasing Man City have to do so the likes of Mount the likes of Bruno the likes of Ericsson like how much did we rave about Ericsson last season we've not even mentioned him this year going into the team we're on about Amrabat, on about Mount on about Casemiro, Kobe Minor, we've not mentioned Ericsson. He's not going to be wanting to sit out of the team. So it's the the player's duty of care to make sure that they're in the team. And that's what you sometimes want in those attacking positions, healthy competition, people wanting to make sure that the first name on the team sheet. So, yeah, like I said, bring on the season. I'm looking forward to see who's the hungry players and who wants to be playing.
0: Let's get straight to it then. Jamie Carragher has tipped Wolves to go down. It's not looking good for them, not signing any players, moving on a load of players, losing the manager, score prediction.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for a comfortable 2-0 victory. United 2-0 comfortable though. Similar pattern to how Arsenal's game started against Nottingham Forest yesterday. I thought Forest had a good shape for the first 20 minutes. And then once the first goal went in, I thought it could have been any scoreline. It could have been three, fours and fives. And I think we'll do that. I think it will take us about 15 minutes to warm into the game. I think we'll get the goal. Um, and then I think we'll get a second. And then I'm not saying we'll take our foot off the gas, but I think we'll just huff and puff second half. I don't think Wolves will really look like scoring in the game. And I think we'll just run out comfortable. Two-nil winners, to be fair. Nice, comfy start. Hopefully get no injuries. A few minutes under people's belts and we can make a few substitutions. I'm just looking for a nice routine night at Old Trafford. That's exactly what I want, brother.
0: Well, we're planning on going live for at least the second half. Um, So if anyone's made it this far, make sure you tune in tomorrow night for the live watch along. Um, It'll be funny if it doesn't go like Trav's (laughs) expecting. I'll be there. I'll be there to bask in it. But no, I'm going to back you up. 3-0 Man United. I think it's going to be comfy as you like for the first game of the season at OT. Wolves, I agree with Carragher. It looks like they're in serious, serious trouble. Right, Travis, um, I'm going to watch Match of the Day 2 for this Liverpool 4-Chelsea 3-Morlin goal extravaganza I've just watched. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if that oh, did mate. actually happen? Imagine. Um, but yeah, listen. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you, I'll see you in the next one, and Great. let's see what happens to Man United and Wolves. If anyone's made it this far, I really appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you in the next video. Cheers, Trev. Peace. Peace.